I want you to come with me to one of my favorite passages in Scripture, Isaiah 55, and it's 8 to 13. We actually sung a little bit of it just now. You will realize that as we read it. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways brighter than your ways, my thoughts higher than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. You will go out with joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush will grow the pine tree. Instead of the briars, the myrtle will grow. This will be for the Lord's renown, for an everlasting sign which will not be destroyed. That far we read from Isaiah, and we flip through immediately to Psalm 98. And I'm going to bring you the first seven verses of Psalm 98. And somehow, I was on the wrong page. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout for joy to the Lord. All the earth burst forth in jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the sound of singing. With trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn, shout for joy because the Lord, the Lord is King. Let the sea resound and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands, let the mountains sing for joy, let them sing before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth, he will judge the world in righteousness and the people with equity. And you might have noticed I read a bit more, but that's okay, you needed to hear that too. We give God the glory for those magnificent words of Scripture. Some of you might remember the hymn that was written in the 80s by a guy called Graham Kendrick about the rhythm of life. Some of the lyrics go, teach me to dance to the beat of your heart, teach me to move in the power of your spirit. Sounding familiar? It then goes on to say, you wrote the rhythm of life, created heaven and earth in you is joy without measure. We're about to begin a new series. Well, we are beginning a new series about the music of God or God in the music. 
Don't you just love Isaiah's reference to the trees clapping their hands? Eh? Creation making a noise to praise God. The Psalms invite us in to join our voices with creation. And that got me to thinking about all the music of God that actually accompanies us through life. You know how in, in, in movies there's always that soundtrack and you kind of know what's going to happen when the music gets deep, something lousy is going to happen. When the music's cheerful, you know something great's going to happen. We are accompanied by a soundtrack if you've got the ears to hear it. Have you ever listened to the steady pounding of the waves? It's very rhythmic. Seven, then a pause. Seven, then a pause. If you haven't noticed that, go down to the beach and listen. It's there. The bubbling of a stream. The rush of a waterfall. The percussion of a storm. The trees of the field certainly clapped their hands yesterday and last night, didn't they? In that great wind. We took our adopted dog for a walk in Wiley Park yesterday, and when you walk past that grove of massive bamboos, you can hear an entire orchestra warming up if you listen carefully. Bamboos are never silent. And those are just a, a few examples of the music of creation that's around us all the time. Without even considering the animal and the bird sounds we might hear if we choose to listen. The psalm reminded us all of creation sings a hymn of praise to God. In my prep, I came across an article by a writer, musician, poet called John Michael Talbot. And because his article was called The Music of God, I felt I had to read it. And here are some of his thoughts. In the creation story, of Genesis, and how it's echoed in John. Now, that's a musical thing anyway, isn't it? You hear the story and the response. We get a set pattern of spirit, light, and form. And everything else follows that pattern. Spirit, life, form. Spirit, light, form, if you like. The mystics of the early church were the first to acknowledge that rhythm as the music of God. Music that you cannot necessarily hear, but sense with the depths of your being. Those of us older than a certain age notice more and more how that bass beat seems to travel further, doesn't it? 
Okay? Well, it's designed that way. It's supposed to. But you feel that before you hear it. That's the kind of music of creation that we're talking about. Animated by the very creative God. God didn't stop after seven days. The story of the seventh day is a pause, not an end. God still creates even today. And everything, when we pay attention to it, moves together in a perfect universal harmony. We could say it's the rhythm of life itself. In the beginning, humanity was in perfect communion with God. Everything in the garden was just as it should be. All in beautiful motion together. Then we decided we could make better music without God. So we rearranged the priorities. We rearranged that steady rhythm. Spirit, soul and body. We changed it. We even reversed the order because we thought that might be fun. We began to function with our physical needs first. And then the senses and emotions that we felt were followed by our cognitive awareness. And only after that did we think, well, perhaps we need to find time for God. We created all manner of excuses for the discordance we now felt, for the, the despair and desperation around us, the lack of harmony that began to destroy life around us. We could say that Jesus came to remind us of the original music of creation to invite us once more into that steady rhythm with God. Rather than point us, Jesus showed us. He lived the correct rhythm. God, others, self. God, others, me. And Jesus invites us perpetually into that relationship of restoration. So we can learn for ourselves that rhythm once again. The original music of God that will accompany us through our lives. So that we can overcome the discordance of despair and decay and begin to offer those around us a new pulse, a new beat that they can then hear and follow. We're not unfamiliar with any of this. Don't we often refer to people whose behavior is a little odd if they dance to the beat of a different drummer? Eh? Maybe they're hearing what we can't what we've forgotten how to hear. So what is it 
that we can learn. I believe that in our modern busyness, we've forgotten how to listen to God in music or to the music of God. We've closed our ears to the music of creation because we're just simply so busy, you know. We rush about everywhere, trying to squeeze everything in. We get so preoccupied with our own needs, we don't keep to the rhythm that God has set for our lives. We are living out of tune and therefore living out of key. Now, I'm not a musician, but I'm a driver. And I know what happens when an engine's out of tune. It just does not function. Neither do our lives when they're out of tune. We need to put effort into firmly establishing the priority of God, others, me. Each one of us. Community comes second to God. Self comes third to both of them. And we need to put the rhythm of life back into order. Or just realize that maybe it's our lives that are out of order and we need to listen to that rhythm over again. If we have ears to listen, I believe we can still feel the creative music of God pumping through our veins, through our lives. We can still be aware of the movement of God through the lives of people around us. We need to pray for discerning senses. Because let's be fair. There's a lot of music around us, eh? a lot of noise around us. There's a lot of things that sound like music, but when we pay attention to them, they just confuse us. And I'm not talking about rap or techno. They've got their place. If we listen, we will hear. The challenge is for us to listen. And we will learn to pick up the music of God from amongst all the noise that the world would use to confuse us. Do we have an ability to pick up the voice of God from amongst all the others? Yes, we do. Every single parent here has been at a school where a child has said, Mom or Dad, and they've known whether or not it's their child. Right? Out of all those little children's voices, we know our children and what they sound like. And I know that if I get a call from my daughter that starts with the words, Daddy, then there's a big problem that needs to be solved. So we can determine, out of all that noise, 
what we need to hear and what we don't need to hear. What we need to act on and what we can ignore. If we listen, we can hear the voice of God, the music of God, in a mom talking to a baby, in a father teaching his children, even in those brutally honest words that we hear from friends speaking into our lives. Over the next few weeks, we are going to be exploring how we can hear God in some secular music. In fact, let's be fair, we can hear God in all music. God is a creator, God. But it sounds almost heretic, doesn't it? How can we God hear in those songs? How can God be there? Well, rest assured, Every single generation has thought the next generation's music is lousy. Our teenagers today will condemn the music of their children. It's just how we are wired. But you can't beat the 80s. <laughs> but we will explore that over the next few weeks. In the meantime, I want to encourage you to listen for the music of God in the trees clapping their hands. In traffic. Right? Can we hear God in traffic? Well, if we listen, I'm sure we can. In the steady pulse of life around you, intentionally listen for the music of God in your everyday and you'll be surprised what you hear. The rhythm of life is waiting for us to get back into tune. We don't have to change the rhythm of life to suit us, because that says we've got the priority the wrong way around. The rhythm of life is waiting for us to get back into tune. So put on your creative ears, and join us over the next few weeks as we explore God in the music.